0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom of Friends podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. This is a podcast where you get to learn more about your friends and community, their wisdom, their trials and tribulations, timeless insights and their secrets. Now, let's get into the show. Please welcome your host, Cal Aras.
1: Hello uh, folks, Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Wisdom of Friends show, I'm your host Cal Ross. and today I'm really excited to be introducing you to a good friend of mine, his name is Paul Sikolsky. Paul's the founder of Breakthrough Attraction Academy and is a leader and has a passion to truly help change the way the world sees what's possible. He speaks globally and focuses on helping people live with total abundance his unique approach to his performance catalyst company and how he coaches people from a background of over 25 years in business and a personal journey that fuses authenticity, love and forgiveness. In this episode, Paul shares his journey of how he learned to create a space of peace and love. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. So without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Paul Sikolsky. So good morning, Paul. Uh, welcome to uh, the Wisdom of Friends show. I'm really excited that you took the time to be on this program. And let me start off uh, with my first impressions of you. Uh, we got introduced to a mutual friend, Galina Lapina. And, uh, you know, when I heard about your background and kind of like checked out your uh, website and what you do in the world, it was really inspiring. And I know having you on the show would really uh, be a treat for our audience. So I'm glad you took the time to be on the program. So welcome to the show.
2: Wow, so excited. Thank you. And uh, I'm so grateful to be here today as well and and share with your audience.
1: Great. Uh, So, Paul, one of the ways uh, we kick off our podcast is by asking our guests a very simple yet profound question, and that is, what's your favorite quote or philosophy that you live by, and how have you applied it to your life?
2: Uh, My most favorite quote is, um, freedom does not require time. And... uh, I have to say that it was something I didn't quite understand, um, at some point in my life, but how, how I, how I apply that every day in my life is knowing that no matter what we do, no matter what we go after, no matter what we want, it's, it's right here. It's right now. It doesn't require anything other than just knowing that it's here. So freedom, um, is, is not having an attachment to anything and knowing that whatever you need is within you. And, uh, that was a, was a big piece for me in my life a big learning experience um it wasn't like a, an automatic aha moment it took some time and experience but that for me is is something i live by each and every day that freedom does not require time it's right now
1: no i like that and i think uh, freedom is one of my top values as well and i think uh, we'll uh, dig into that uh, as we go along and so what i'm curious about paul i know you are now the founder of redesign your inner space and uh, and you know you have a uh, really a uh, good really solid background when it comes to a business and uh, you've had three companies I here and so what I'm really curious about is where did you grow up and uh, what did your parents do and how did that shape your life
2: uh, well uh, I grew up in upstate New York um, probably it's not a big city but it was a good sized city Rochester New York and uh, I grew up, my father's Polish, my mother's Italian, and I grew up in a family that was very, very close, very family. And I just, um, I learned a very valuable lesson about my parents, and um, that, that lesson was authenticity, like how much that plays out in the roles of your life. My father is still practicing, he's a CPA, he specializes in tax, so I grew up someone in an entrepreneurial space my dad um started working for a large firm um when he first got started and then went off with a couple of partners and they created a pretty large firm in in upstate new york and so i grew up in in, in the the entrepreneurial mindset space by watching my dad and how hard he worked um but we were a very um a very close knit loving family so there was a lot of support around um you know family like family time like I I could, I mean, from the time I was, could remember, we did family night. It was an Italian tradition. We did every Sunday. We used to have sauce every Sunday and the whole family would come and have dinner. And it, it, you know, it was like something that I always looked forward to in my life. It was something that I, I, you know, I just really enjoyed. And, and I see how that played out later in my life, as far as every core in my business, in my personal life, like, how that that gathering of family and that togetherness is really what I believe is the core and foundation. And in some ways, what is missing in this now day and age with technology, which is great, everything's moving fast. But I believe that there's been some disconnection with family time and and whatnot. So that growing up, that was um, that was a huge um, amazing experience that that really helped me in so many ways in my life. So and it was uh, it was uh, I had two sisters. Uh, one a year older, one a year younger. So um, I I used to uh, make them my brothers. <laughs> so I would have them, you know, get on the get on the, the you know the dirt bikes and have them swinging from ropes and jumping into ponds and stuff like that. So you know, it's just, uh, I just I just I made things happen the way the way that it would work for me. I don't know that they, they were too excited about that, but <laughs> in any event, you know, we had a, we had a close family and we still are. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, an interesting experience for me. And, and really, I'm reiterating myself here, but really the, the, the value of, of that whole experience was, was knowing how important your family is. And that's what I learned. That and then, like I said, the authenticity of, of who you are as a person.
1: No that is really inspiring and I think uh you know the couple of things that uh, stand out from your share here is one is uh, the importance of family it seems like that's uh, one of your deep values and it's something that you grew up with and the second thing is authenticity which uh, you learned from your dad and uh, and also uh, I'm gathering what I'm gathering is uh, the importance of working hard and and really, uh, you know, getting into the business side of things. Uh, so the next question that I have for you, and this uh, usually is uh, one of the questions we normally get from our audiences, you know, how do we find our passion? How do we find our purpose? There's so many uh, concepts out there trying that just confuses people as to, you know, do you perf- find something that you love to do, but then you can't make money at it? Or do you uh, find something that addresses the market demand? And, uh, so my question to you is, uh, seems like you found your calling. Uh, you have this uh, business of redesigning people's inner space. So how did that journey began for you? What, what got you to this up, up until this point? What was your story?
2: Um, yeah, great question. You know, so back to, back to my early days um, at the age of 13, I actually had my first entrepreneurial experience, and I had put a carnival on in my neighborhood, for a local, uh, the Jerry Jerry Lewis Telethon, they used to do a Telethon every year and collect money for muscular dystrophy, and so I decided to put this this carnival on, and I got this idea, and I, I you know, I put all these these little gadgets and and games and stuff, whatnot, together, and went around the neighborhood and just you know handed out some flyers, and it turned out to be a great success, and what was even greater was that I was able to then go and donate the money. So there was this there's something that happened. Now obviously at 13 years old we don't we're not extremely clear about what's going on. At least I was and I didn't think at that point that I would be where I am today, but I knew that there was an itch there. I knew that something was developing for me and um and and it, there was two parts to that. It was like having this vision of wanting to do something, actually seeing it, and then experiencing it physically, experiencing it, and then having the reward of of facilitating that and watching and knowing that it's helping other people. And so, jumping ahead at the age of nineteen, I I, I started my my first company, which is Designs of the Future, and and that was my decoration business. And it basically, just started out as a painting contractor. Um, you know, I, I knew I wanted my own business. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to do that. But, um, but I enjoyed it. I got into construction, and then I started going to, to school for interior design and um, just continued to build my company. And it, built, it started building very quickly, and up to the point where I had over 25 people working for me, um, I brought another company in from uh, Minneapolis, uh, which was a restoration company. It, was a, it wasn't a franchise, but it was a dealership. And uh, and from there, you know, I continued to grow and expand my business. And, you know, I was on this trajectory that to everybody looked like I was living the rock star lavish life. I mean, I traveled around the world. I brought my companies international. I worked for um, some of the wealthiest people in the world in the Middle East. Um, Sheikh that hired me to do his hundred thousand square foot palace. Um, I worked for you know big names, even our even our president of the United States. I did his home in Largo. and so everybody on the outside world, went, wow, look at this guy, man, he's just like, he's all over the place. He's jetting here, he's jetting there. He's you know, and he's a worker for all these incredible people. And but there was a there was a part of me inside that was um, extremely empty. There was a part of me inside that. Um, longed for love, even though I received it in my family, there was a part of me that, that was disconnected, and so I continually used that, what I call momentum to go out there and work harder and do more and, and, and create more business and hiring more people, which just kept on adding on stress in my life, and it wasn 't filling that void. And uh, I'll never remember – I'll never forget this day. It was, I just moved from New York to Miami back in 2004. I uh, was on my second divorce, and I, I'm a runner. So I, I would do these marathon runs, myself marathon runs, which was my – it was like my serenity. It was the only way I could really clear my mind. I wasn't really into meditation at the time. I didn't understand that. I wasn't really into spirituality. I, I didn't really quite understand that either. But I knew that I was searching for something. And I remember coming back from this run, practically, you know, killing myself, working ten-hour days, and then going out and doing a literally like a seven or eight-mile run. I don't even know where I got the energy from. But I remember getting home one night, and I'm I'm, I'm taking off my running shoes, and I just like I kind of like broke down, and I said to myself, "What? What? Like, why does this keep happening to me? Like, what is going on? This just can't be all there is." And uh, the next day, I I ran into a friend who was sitting on the beach. I live uh, on an island here, and it's it's the beach is right here. So I was walking past her, and she seemed so peaceful. She was sitting in this lotus position, and I didn't want to disturb her. And she kind of like looked up as I was walking by, and we started a dialogue. And she started sharing with me how she had gone to this retreat in India, and how it had changed her life. And I'm like, sign me up, you know. I mean, I'm I'm looking for something, Um, and that was the that was the, the, the moment that my entire life changed. Now, up to this point, it's not like I lived a a, a life of pain. It it wasn't like my life was a nightmare, but it truly wasn't everything I wanted it to be. And this trip to India um, at a retreat center called the Oneness University in Chennai, um, they, they didn't teach a religion there, but it was my first experience of the spiritual side that now is the foundation of my life. And here's what I learned. Just to keep it short and sweet, here's what I learned. I learned one of the most important gifts that I will continually live and experience and show up as for the rest of my life. And it it was this realization that it didn't matter what I did in my life. It didn't matter how many things I created and how many things I went after or how how hard I worked. The difference and shift in my life was this. It It was who I became as an individual that shifted everything on my external life because everybody was seeing me as having this external rock star paradise when the depths of me were screaming to fill the void within me. And that void was the knowingness that the love and the relationships start with me. Business is personal. And so this switch and this understanding was, excuse me, was just a mind blowing experience. Now I know it sounds very simplistic, <clears throat> Excuse me, I know a lot of people want this this rocket science uh, you know formula but it's 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 not it's it's within ourselves so to answer your question, this is the story that led me up to the personal development space <clears throat> and I met somebody in India who was just starting a coaching practice I knew I wanted to give back to the world, but i didn't know what that looked like. Uh, and I just happened to invest in his, his business. I came to one of his events one day. This is like six or seven years ago now. And I was in this room with all these people and it like hit me, like it hit me like, like a ton of bricks. Like, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is my space. Like this, I felt it in every, you want to know how you find your passion. You want to know how you find your calling. Here's my belief. I don't believe you find it. I believe it finds you. And that day, in that room, there was a knowingness within me that not only did I know, but I felt. And that's the moment that I stepped into this, this space now in personal development. And, uh, that's where. I created the, the the Breakthrough Attraction Academy, which now became Redesigning Your Inner Space, where I really help people break down their inner walls of resistance so that they can truly live their external life of dreams and desires, where they're, where they're congruent from within to externally. And this is uh, conversations around frequency and, and, and becoming – Um, the best next version of you by building the most incredible relationship with you. It all starts with us. So this was all a process of learning through 20-some years of business, um, through experiences and training, through every experience, wearing many hats, getting to a point where I realized how just running around and doing all these things was not the answer but rather becoming. And that shift and that knowingness led me to my passion and led me to my calling, which I now is just – it's it's not even a job. It's like I sit on the beach with people when they come up for their VIP days before they start my program. And we're in the middle of paradise, you know, in the, and we're 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 creating a vision for them. And I sit there sometimes and I like pinch myself and I'm like, wow, like, is this really happening
1: <laughs> No, this is great, Paul. I appreciate your sharing, and really, I mean the authenticity of your share is really uh, amazing. And just to recap for the audience, so it seems like the journey began when you were nineteen, and uh, you know started off as a painting contractor, and that uh, evolved into uh, helping uh, you know decorate people's inner homes, and. And essentially, that uh, led to a really a rock star life. I mean, you were traveling, jet setting everywhere, and uh, there was all these materialistic successes that you were experiencing. And but still, there was that hollowness, that emptiness that you felt. And and one day, uh, you know, through a just uh, serendipity, uh, you come across this friend of yours who uh, points you towards the spiritual retreat in Chennai, India, which kind of like altered the direction and destiny of your life. It seems like the most important lesson, uh, that I'm hearing from your share is one that you don't find your passion, but the fa- passion finds you. And it's not about what you do. And it's not about how much money you make or what kind of business you run, but it's really about who you become uh, within yourself. And that really is uh, gives you the juice of life, if you will. And, uh, and now you are. Uh, helping people build a vision, help people uh really design their inner space uh, so you went from helping people uh design their houses to their inner houses if you will and uh no, that's so inspiring so did I capture that right
2: yeah exactly on the money yeah interior designing people 's homes to interior designing people's hearts and and yeah it's just it's just a flow of you know i'm i'm not what i'm i'm not saying that you know, people shouldn't go out and, and go after what they want. You may find out that it is what you want, or you don't. But but the, the wisdom happens when you walk through the door. And there's a point in time where people they they don't either they don't know how to walk through the door, they're too fearful to walk through the door, or they maybe they don't think it's the right door. But the only way you're going to know is to go through it. And so that those were the steps of my life, and. I believe those steps led me to what found me in my passion, and my calling through, through my experiences.
1: No, it's so great. And uh, it's really, really inspiring, Paul. And I appreciate you sharing that. So the other question that comes up is when you look back at your life, and of, of course that trip to India, and I'll, I'm probably curious about your trip to India, and we'll probably talk more offline here. But what I'm curious really about is uh, when you look back at your life up until now, you know, we've had those breakthrough success moments, you know, the strategic inflection points, if you will, when life was never the same again. So was there an, another moment in your life besides uh, the trip to India where uh, that really altered uh, the way uh, your life took off successfully or spiritually or any of that aspect?
2: Of course, I have many, <laughs> but I have many uh, because what I believe is when you when you become conscious When you become awakened and I know those words are used a lot in in the personal development space But let me let me take it beyond that. Let me take it beyond the linear conversation Let me take it to a universal conversation to know that when my understanding my my realization Not only through this first part of understanding becoming but in that process of becoming the next step for me was realizing the power of the piece of real estate that sits sit, sits between our ears our mind and the power of the mind and the power of thought now i know that this is also a conversation that a lot of people hear and and somewhat understand but i believe that most people don't really get it to a level that they could be getting it so for me it was understanding how how powerful imagine imagine that you're this uh, <clears throat> you're this 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 antenna you're a walking antenna and you're – I believe we're transmitters and receivers. So we're a walking antenna that's transmitting these this frequency of thought and this frequency of thought is going out. And it's not just a frequency of thought but it's the level of feeling through that frequency of thought that goes out and then you're receiving back something that comes into a form of manifestation. So this was the second piece that altered, catapulted my businesses, you know, my relationships, I mean, to a point where I realized, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like it wasn't there before. You see, it's, everything is here. It's just when you become aware of it and you focus on it and your focus is aligned with the way you feel and the way you feel is aligned with the knowingness that what you want is already there. You're in a congruent, uh, you're in a congruent flow aligned.
1: No, I like that. And I think it reminds me of that uh, Michelangelo quote, uh, you know, when asked uh, how did he uh, build and uh, sculpt the beautiful statue of David, you know, his response was, I did not. All I did was uh, just chip away what was not David uh, or something to that effect. And I think uh, it reminds me of like how you just said, it's like, you know, this wisdom already exists. It's like the awareness is what uh, makes uh, the light shine on it. So you become more conscious of it. Uh No, that's really great. And the other question, Paul, is, uh, you know, as you know, we've had many guests on the show, really incredibly successful people. And oftentimes they've had setbacks in life. And for a normal person who's looking at their life, they may say that's uh, really a big failure or, you know, a big challenge. But what was different about these people was that they looked at these challenges as stepping stones towards even greater success. So my question to you is, what were one or two biggest challenges in life, be it your business, be it in life, that you, you know, faced, and how did you overcome it? But most importantly, what lessons did you learn from it that helped you navigate life going forward?
2: Uh, so <laughs> there's so many, but let me just share one, like, I, I think I just want to take this back to because everything for me, as you know, is an inward piece, so it really it was that practice of and knowing of, of self-love, like the, the relationship with myself, and which I didn't have. I didn't have a relationship with myself. I, I had no idea what that meant, having a relationship with myself. We spend 24 hours a day with ourselves, but yet we're always doing for everybody else. So it, it was – the challenge was, was that I was trying to, to extract – the emptiness within myself through other things, whether that be materialistic, whether that be relationships, uh, you know, whether that be business. And what was the challenge? The challenge was I, I burned out. I burned out, and the challenge was I, I had failed relationships, you know, failed marriages. And I'm just a loving guy who just wants to give. But what I didn't understand was. Was that what was happening? Was 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 emanating from within myself, and that was that was that was mirroring the people that I was attracting back into my life. So so it, it was, it, and it challenged my business too. It wasn't that I didn't have a successful business, <clears throat> but it was it was it challenged. And look, whether I realized this or not, whether I love myself from day one does not mean that you're not going to have challenges in your business. That's that's just a given. But the gift that was extracted for me was the the knowingness that. Uh, if, however, I show up today is going to reflect what happens moving forward. So it's not about, there's, there's no future. It's right now. I know we hear that too. Everything's now. So it, it's, it, was, it was a practice. It was a challenge of realizing how not showing up within myself and loving myself, how that was creating my external life in my business and my relationships, even in my spirituality. So it was a, it was a, it was a gift to realize that I needed to go back inside and to heal myself, which then was able, I mean, literally like my businesses and my businesses were successful, but my businesses took off in a different way. There were, there, there was a, there was a sense of, 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 um, appreciation, not that I didn't have it before, but it was a different level of experience for me and how I, how I, how I. Um, took the tactics of my business, the clients that I attracted back high frequency clients that I am tra- attracting back into my space this was all a part of the challenge that taught me the the shares that I had given earlier in my in my in my story about it 's not what you do and i 'm not i 'm not claiming here that you just sit back and and meditate on the Himalayans and expect that things are going to come into your space. no, we have to go out and create yes but it's creating from within first. And so that, for me, that was really the, the the foundation that was broken for me that challenged me in my business, that challenged me in my relationships, that challenged me in my spirituality. And that gift in learning that to where it got me to a place where I kind of hit the ground, That's the, that's the realization. That's the part that gave me the stepping stones and the lessons to to now move forward, and not only to to move forward, but to practice on a continual basis through rituals and things that I do for myself that continually grow the most incredible relationship with myself. I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but it's like I fell in love with me, like I fell in love with myself, and that 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 piece opened up avenues and experiences and business. And and money and everything else you want to, you want to call it
1: all came in. It was all there,
2: but I create I released the block from creating the relationship with myself first.
1: No, that is really uh, great. And I think, Paul, uh, the other thing that I'm kind of like connecting the dots here. One of the things that you mentioned early on was uh, authenticity, and uh, you know, family, and the having that love. Uh, And I think for you, what I'm hearing is that authenticity with yourself, loving yourself, like really connecting and being with yourself. And I think, you know, who we are as a way of being really, uh, you know, we attract what we, um, you know, show up in the world. And I think if you're not being who we say we are, and there is that inauthenticity, if you will, I mean, that's going to attract the kind of things that we don't desire. And I think you really uh, seem to have found peace with within, and uh, sounds like that's really uh, the journey that you're on. And a daily practice and ritual helps you on that path. So that's that's really awesome. So along this journey, uh, Paul, who were your mentors growing up, and uh, what fascinated you about them, or anybody that you want to give a shout out to that's really helped uh, you know your business success, your personal growth success? Anybody that comes to mind?
2: Well, you know, my dad, you know, my dad was a mentor in many ways. Um, I learned a lot from him. I mean, I learned what I didn't want to do. I mean, I saw my dad work, you know, and I I started that way. I mean, I worked seven days a week for years. I thought that was that's what you had to do. You had a it was the middle set mind the middle set mind the middle the middle class mindset where you know work hard, save your money, and retire. And I just learned. I saw you know, that my father, um, did a lot to provide for us, but also he, he lost, even though we were a close knit family, he lost a lot of time with us too, you know? And I realized that I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to build a life like that. Uh, but I also realized too, that what, that hard work does pay off and there's different, there's different parts of that. When I say hard work pays off, we still, it's still a four letter word. We still have to work at our business and do these things, but there's a, there's a way to do it where you're not losing uh, the quality of life, and and I learned that from my dad on both sides because I watched him also shift in that. Um, I learned, um, at a very young age. My dad taught me budget when I was sixteen years old. I mean, at the age of twenty one, my set my father said to me, "You could, you know, you could take, you could take this two thousand dollars and put it into, a, into a retirement account." Or you could you could pay the government tax you know how, what do you want to do? so it was like I started you know he taught me at a young age about you know saving for a retirement, which my mindset's a little different on that now, but I still i I had these great tools um, that taught me um, you know about wealth and 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 about like I said authenticity so my dad's my dad was was first and foremost for me and uh, and then I had some i had my actually my very first mentor at at twenty twenty three years old his name was Jack. I can't remember his last name Castellano, I think it was, and um, I thought it was going to a psychiatrist. I didn't know about a coach, and um, I just found it very interesting. You know, it was kind of like uh, it, it, was, it was actually fun. He started giving me these these these. Yeah, um, he, he asked me some questions that started to create a new perception for me, and it was really around fears and other things like that. So I, I did have mentorship, and then obviously later in life. Um, is when I really invested big into um, some great people who have helped me get to the level that I'm at in my business today.
1: No, that's great, uh, really. And mentors definitely play a big, huge part in our growth as well. And and it's not that they are better than us or anything like that. It's just that, you know, they have a perspective that sort of sometimes can totally uh, shift the way we look at life. And, you know, it's the big brother or, uh, you know and, and in your case your father was uh, definitely uh, sounds like a major uh, guiding light uh, growing up for you so that sounds uh, really inspiring so uh you seem you said you traveled a lot uh, with your businesses uh, any particular place that you like to travel to now any um, any uh, favorite destinations over the years
2: yeah um yeah i mean i i've pretty much hit so many places italy's um uh, Italy is a favorite place for me. I love uh, Sicily. Um, that's where my grandparents' family's from, and uh, I just I just enjoy, I really enjoy to go anywhere that has a beach. Uh, Maldives is um, is on my plan. I, I had a, I had a trip planned to Maldives last year. I had a a little um, a little villa in the water. You basically step out into the into the ocean. It was it was beautiful. But uh, I was I was asked to speak at a at a, at a large women's conference, and I last minute canceled the trip, but I'm definitely going back there or going there. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been all over the Middle East, uh, Dubai, um, Italy, uh, Lebanon, uh, India, you know, it's been, uh, I, I don't know that there's, it, like I said, if if there's a beach and, and there's warm weather, I'm in, I, I I'm in love. So that's, that's, that's my ticket for me. I'm I'm a beach guy and I'm a sun guy. So I'm, I'm all in.
1: No, that's great. I, I, you know, we definitely have that in common. Uh, tropical climates and beaches are my thing as well. No, that's great. Uh, any books that you have gifted or reread over the years? Uh, anything comes to mind?
2: Uh, I have a library of them and that's a, that's it's a, it's, a, it's actually, you know, another part of my mentorship through books, but a uh, two that one that I, there's actually three that I studied. One was, um, a lot of people would have heard of this book, Napoleon Hill's thinking Grow rich. Um, I was found that very intriguing. I did a study with a, with a group one time on that book, um, which has helped me a lot in my life. And also, uh, Another really powerful book for me that brings uh, true with my message is is working with the law, and it's written by Raymond Hollywell. Hmm. And uh, that's it has some powerful things in there. It's, it's not you know these, these or even uh, Wallace D Wattles, Science of Getting Rich. It's not about you know when you read these books, it's not about like they're not giving you practical steps that you would think, okay, we'll invest in this or you know save this. Or no, they're talking about it's an, it's another it's it's about the mind. It's about something that's beyond linear when you get into these books. And these books were written, you know, some 100 years ago, some 60 years ago. So I, I find them, for me, very intriguing and, and very resonates with my message.
1: No, I'm definitely. I think uh, the one that you mentioned, Think and Grow Rich, that's a classic. And I actually, uh, it's uh, funny that you mentioned that because I just started uh, reading Think and Grow Rich and listening to Earl Nightingale's uh, rendition of Think and Grow Rich and, uh, and it's it's really a classic. And we'll include all of this uh, books uh, in in our show notes. And as you as you correctly pointed out, Paul, it's really uh you know, it's not about the tactics or what to do and where to invest, but it's really about the distinctions and the foundational principles that, you know, once you get it, then you can like deal with, you know, any strategies and uh, you know, whatever comes your way. I think uh you're right on the money with that. And so here's another question, and this is more of a hypothetical question uh, for you. Let's say, uh, you know, we are a time machine, and if you could go back in time, let's say you had the 19-year-old who just started the painting contracting company, right? And you had an opportunity to talk to him now. What advice would you give him? Having known what you know now, having gone through all the businesses, having gone through all the spiritual journeys, and in, in all this personal growth space that you're part of, what two or three distinctions would you give him?
2: Well, uh, here's the most important thing I would say. I would say, that, because that, that person is still there, because there's, there, there's, the mind doesn't know the difference between reality and illusion. There's, there's no time there. And what I would say was this. I would say, don't stop walking, because every experience every challenge that you're going to face, know one thing, that there's another door that's going to open, that's going to take you to another level. And you don't need to fear and you don't need to worry because everything you want is already here. And I know that sounds, I don't know if that sounds woo-woo to people or whatnot, but, but, but the, the, the lesson is to get from where you are to where you want to be really depends on how you determine it's going to happen. And if you want to bring the story in, to the mix, that it's not possible and that I don't have the education or that I don't have this or that I don't have that, then it's going to take you a long time to get there. So, but I also believe that each step of the process is, is the journey that's life and we need to learn. So I wouldn't be on this call with you today if that 19 year old kid, you know, at that time didn't go through all of those challenges in his life to get to this point. So my 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 thing would be don't don't worry because because the, the future is right now. So I'm tell, what I'm telling myself when I was nineteen, I'm I'm telling myself today the same thing. Because today is yesterday's tomorrow. And there is no past and there is no future. It's only now. It's experiences. So I would be very clear that don't stop And don't worry, because everything that you could ever want is already existing out here. Just keep going.
1: Uh, I like that. I really like that. Uh, So one question before we switch gears here. uh, What is now your definition of a good life or a successful life?
2: Uh, Well, uh, success, I believe, is to the degree that someone believes they can achieve. Um, And I believe I can achieve anything. Uh, My life... The success of my life is life, meaning that no matter what's happening in the challenge, in the joy in the celebration and the pain, that that's this, it's the journey. And that to know that I'm experiencing I'm 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 the mere fact that I have the challenge is my life because people who don't have challenges are six feet under. And so it's this it's this. It's this realization that life is going to go and everything in, in, involved in it, whether it's we want to call it good or bad, is, is, is happening for us. And so how do I extract the gift from that so that I can live my life? How many times do we get, do we get caught up in a challenge and we stay there? Every challenge is driven by its, you know, every problem is driven by its potential solution. So how long do we want to stay there? So for me, success in life is, is living it. It's living life with all the challenges, with all the craziness and, and living it. And that's, that's a choice for us. It's not Some people say, well, I don't have the time to do. I don't have the time to meditate. I, meditate. I don't have the time to, to go to the beach. I don't live on a beach. Well, that's a choice. That's a choice. So I choose to live every day. And does, am I challenged? Absolutely, yes. Do I wake up some days and, and feel off? Absolutely, yes. But instantly, I have a choice to stay there or to appreciate this vehicle, this body that I live in that gives me every experience, whether it's painful or joyful or celebrating or not. It's, it's an experience. And to me, that's success. And from there, I can extract financially relationship spirituality
1: that's great and uh, yes absolutely i think uh, as you said you know people who uh who have problems or challenges that means that you're alive if you don't have any problems in life you're six feet under yes that's that's really uh, absolutely right on the point there so the other question i have for you and this is uh, and we'll get into your business mindset and some of the other questions that we have received from the audience Uh, But one question that I have for you is like, what was one thing you did last year that you're really proud of that comes to mind?
2: Uh, One thing I did last year that I'm really proud of. I I do a lot of things, but you know, I think, I think the, one of the biggest things I did last year was I claimed that I was going to just take every Friday off Mm. and give myself that day. And I wasn't going to be work related and, I was just going to take it off. And now I make my own schedule. (laughs) I travel a lot. I, you know, I have three companies, as I say, I speak, I, you know, I I have clients coming out for their VIP days, but I, I said, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself. Why, why not? Why just, why not just work a four day week? So I, I took Fridays off and wow, that was super rewarding for me.
1: Great. So we're going to switch gears here, Paul, and uh, I'll let you talk about your uh, process, your breakthrough academy and, uh, and, and the work that you do out in the world as to what, what's your process like? And you know, tell us about your VIP uh, days that people can come find out more about you. What does that process look like? How do you walk them through uh, helping them shatter their inner limiting beliefs and build a vision that is inspiring and rolling and that really uh, shapes the future for them?
2: Yeah, it's, it's really based on three aspects. It's based on love. It's based on, it's based on faith, right, and, 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 and what we believe. And in frequency, like how we're showing up. So conversations, whether someone is challenged in a relationship, whether someone's challenged in a business or they're looking to take it to the next level, it really starts with, with a series of questions to, 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 to get an idea of where they are in your life. Meaning, are they at a place where they realize that they are responsible for what's happening? And are they at a place in their life where they're committed to doing the work that has to be done beyond the program? And there's, there's, it's, it's really going back. The process starts where uh, when people come out here to keep us in Florida for their VIP day, there's a series of questions. And obviously there's been an inspired conversation prior. So I'm, I'm clear about what the person's needs are. My programs are, are basically customized. There's a foundation to the program. Obviously it's an, it's an inner jir- inward journey that we go back into and really extract out and I kind of like align, show them where they went off and it's not that it's, it's not that it's right or wrong it's a good thing but i show them where they went off track and how they habitually continue down that road and how the way that they thought it aligned with because they're 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 telling me the story i don't i don't have their answers they do i just extract it out of them so it's this whole series and process of questions going back within them and i take them back to a time Kind of like what you did when you asked me that question. You know, if you were to go back when you were 19 years old, I take them back to a time when they remembered at an earliest at an early age, when they can remember the time they felt when they weren't loved, or the time they felt that they were um, betrayed, or uh, whatever whatever that looked like for them. And we go back and we start healing all these. These 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 times in their lives, because honestly, the the mind something that happened twenty years ago, ten years ago, thirty years ago, the mind has no idea. There's no time there. It's 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 still an experience for the mind. So it's 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 going back and it's clearing all these all these pieces. So it's kind of like if you were to have this. The metaphor is if you were to you know you, you buy a home. And you need to, you know, you, you need it needs to be updated. So you come in and you you rip everything out. You start over again. So you are going inside and you are redesigning it, right? You are redesigning the space. You are coming in. You are knocking out walls. You are opening it up. You are expanding. Maybe in certain areas, you are you are strengthening the foundation. And you create you create this this blueprint, so to speak, based on what's been running it up to this point, what what has sustained it, what has been the foundation, and all these clarities. Give somebody this picture, this knowingness of where they are because to get to the vision of what you want, what's driving that vision? So we really kind of go in and dissect, like I say, break down the inner walls of whatever resistance is there and and work through that. And then from there, we, we create uh, their vision, which, again, has been predetermined prior to their VIP day. And then we start through the program. We start working through – the steps of what they need to do so there's there's sustainable steps that they're given to to whether it's rituals that they they practice um and then there's different there's different parts of the program like first and foremost the belief and value system map it's a it's 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 the foundation of of our program based on what what we actually believe and what what's the foundation of that what what system is running us so it's this whole breakdown and then from there we now we start building out the external vision and, and really get the people congruent with, with uh, their inner thoughts, their inner feelings, their inner love to what is then emanating from, from their external experience. And that's kind of in a short version of what, what, um, what we do at the Breakthrough Attraction Academy, which is now you know, the, the process of redesigning your inner space and then helping them to create the vision of their life and to open up to, um, to really attract the things that they desire.
1: No, that is great. And I think uh, what I specifically like about this process is that, you know, you help them walk through some of the inner traumas or inner uh, beliefs that they may have that might be preventing them from achieving their fullest potential. So the next uh, question I have for you in this, and this is uh, came from one of our listeners. And what are your uh, morning and evening rituals look like uh, when you're performing at your peak? Would you like to share that?
2: Of course. I'd love to. Um, uh, I have I have a bunch of rituals, but my morning ritual every day I do this consistently, continuously is I do um, a few minutes where I just stand uh, in front of, uh, you know, light. So I'm in front of the window or in front of the sliding glass door and I just connect. I connect to the universe and I I, I go into uh, full appreciation mode. Like I just start running through my mind, what I appreciate in my life, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I just appreciate the clients that are in my life. I appreciate this call this morning. I this call was in my appreciation for the universe, you know, opening me up to to to, to, to spread this this message and this passion of mine to help others. And to, to use this platform to do it, you know, and do that through you. I believe it was attracted to me. I, I attracted you. You attracted me through my vision and dream and yours. And so I appreciate that. So it's a practice and ritual of going through appreciation. And then at night, before I go to bed, what I do is I just run through the, my day. In my mind, I run through my day and I say, you know, is there something that I said to somebody today that may have hurt them? And, and I forgive them in my mind. Is there something that somebody said to me today that may have hurt me and I forgive them? And I just go through this process of uh, – and, and I look at all the gifts of what that happened for the day. And those are just two rituals, but I also have other ones when I run. I have a, a whole ritual when I run. I run through this 20-minute uh, meditation there's different sections of this meditation, so there's there's manifestation in there, there's appreciation, there's 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 um, presence for being here now, and then and then there's a part of receiving where I'm actually feeling what it's like to, to to experience the things I'm 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 manifesting in my life. So those those are some of the rituals that are very very effective in my life that I live and breathe by because they're they're what's driving my my foundation.
1: Mm, that's great. The other question is, in the last five years, what new belief or behavior has most improved your life?
2: Yeah, again, I'm going to go back to, uh, I'm just consistent with it. It's, it's just that that the more that I focus on what I'm going after, like the more that I, because, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to focus on something, but it's easier sometimes to, to, to focus on something else. And you don't realize this, the way the mind, you know, it really takes over. And so it's a matter of me understanding that, you know, that I'm in charge of the I'm in charge of the mind. I'm going to be in charge of what I want. I'm going to because the mind is always going to want to distract me away from something that maybe I haven't done yet. So it's not a matter of trying to hurt me, but mat, rather a matter of protecting me because it's not used to this venue. It's not used to this new way. So this is mechanism that this defense mechanism that draws me into a different focus which takes me off the very thing I want. So I've realized that even a perfect example like I'll say, "Oh, I want to be out the door by 7:30. I'm not going to be late." And you know, it's 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 20 after seven, and I'm ready to go. And as I'm walking out, I see that there's something on the counter, so I'm an eat break. So I start taking that and I wash it out and I put it in the dishwasher. And I realize, "Oh, I got to turn the dishwasher on." And I put the soap in the dishwasher, close the dishwasher, and I'm like, "Oh, wait, there's the spoon fell." Oh, I got to figure out what I want for dinner. And I pull something out of the freezer, so it goes on and on. You get the story. So it's like I went off my focus. My focus was get out the door at 7:30. And so all these other pieces come in. It's very interesting when you start paying attention to what's playing out. And I've been able to extract myself, so to speak. Imagine that you're watching a play. And rather than being the actor, I've extracted myself out into the audience to watch what's playing out. And that's really been – in the last five years, that's been a very – uh, a very helpful uh, tactic that I use to really kind of extract myself out to say, "Wow, this is interesting. What's what's going on here? What, what, what's triggering me? What what's coming up for me? Why why am I off focus? Because if, if you if you want success or if you want abundance in your life, whether, whatever that looks like, and you're always in a lack a, a lack mindset, the only way abundance becomes present is when you focus on it. And when you focus on abundance, lack's, lack becomes absent. And that could be in a, in a nanosecond. You can go from one thought to the other in a nanosecond. Now, the more you focus on abundance, the more you'll see abundance around you. And the less you, lo- you focus on lack, the less you'll see of it. So that. Explanation right there is really how I live my everyday life and and I'm telling you it still challenges me at times I'm still you know back and forth with that that's what I believe there's yin and yang it's just a, it's still teaching me you know on both sides that I have a choice
1: no that's great and uh, I couldn't agree more as far as uh, your focus is concerned I think that is definitely uh, you know what's the the kind of reality we manifest what we focus on expands as they say but uh, Switching gears here, uh, still a little bit further here, we're talking about the business aspect of it. And I know, uh, so we kind of like know your story as to how you got your idea or concept for your business and, you know, helping people redesign their inner space. So the question is, how does one find out what's their unique or USP about their business? And what is your USP about your business? So,
2: yeah, so I think, think, again, it goes back to I think it goes back to authenticity. I think it goes back to <clears throat> who what 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 I celebrate in life, what's passionate for me. And I and I I bring that into my business. Like I that's like that's my USB. Like that's my my plug-in. Like it's it's a business is ref, a reflection of me. And I think if 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 people a lot of people get stuck with their passion. They get stuck with, you know, what 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 you know, what do I do? What 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 is my calling? And I believe that through the process of, 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 just stepping into things that show up for you, you'll be able to navigate through that. I didn't, I didn't know at 19 years old that I would be where I was today, but I knew that there was something bigger for me. Right. So it was this process for me. It was this, this, this continual growth through all my experiences. So, you know, for me, that that's, that's one of the biggest pieces I, I be, I am what my business is. So when you're authentic what's true to you and, and, and this is where a lot of people get stuck because I'll tell you right now, if you asked me 10 years ago, what would you love to do? Like what, if you woke up every morning what, and got out of bed, what would you be so happy to do? And I would tell you that if I could work from the beach, I would be in my glory. And today I do. Today I work from the beach. So that's authentic to me. That, that's, that makes me feel good. And so when a lot of people think, well, how the hell am I going to make money working from the beach? What am I going to put – Like, walk her out and, and tell people I'll charge them $10 to, to put lotion on their back? I mean you know, what, what does that look like? So a lot of people, they get stuck in, um, in that space because they don't really know that it's possible or that they believe it's possible. Or maybe they just don't know how to do it. So if you had asked me that 10 years ago, I, I didn't know what that looked like. But, but the mere fact that I had that desire to want that, it showed up. Like I said, the desire found me. I didn't find it. It found me. And so be authentic. Be you. And maybe it sounds like something completely crazy. But if you went back and and, and and many people did talk to someone like Steve Jobs, who, you know, started Apple in his freaking garage. I mean, look at the company that that man built. I mean, there's many stories like that. So it, it what rings true to you? And then that's where the next phase of that conversation goes is you you're able to extract more of that when someone can help you, that's already done that. I think that's where mentorship comes into the mix here, but I don't want to get into that conversation because I'm answering your, your, your other question.
1: No, that's uh, no, that's perfect. And I think the other question that, that, uh, that follows up with this is, you know, uh, where do you see uh, with this business and yourself uh, in the next uh, decade or so? Have you, uh, do you have a vision for your business? What do you see, uh, Your business impact, making and the kind of impact that you desire in the world. Any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I see my business. uh, You know, it's 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 going there now. You know, social media um, is an incredible platform. I think to reach people so quickly. Like, I mean, imagine trying to even reach a million people even ten years ago or fifteen years ago. It costs a lot of money. Today, you click a button, you shoot a Facebook live video, and you know you have people engaging in 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 your story or in your share. And so for me. I see my business um, – all my businesses, I see them at different levels. I see my most passionate, which is, which is my coaching practice. I see that um, evolving through social media um, and continu- continuing in uh, the space of speaking and sponsorships because for me, as you know, it's about relationships. So it's being in front of people sharing my story and my passion and engaging with them in, in front in face to face feeling their energy you know f- being being in that conversation so uh, it's it's and, but it's also building the platform on, on social media and um retreats uh we started just doing uh retreats we have we have one coming up in 2 weeks here in Biscayne, Florida and um so i see uh, at least 3 to 4 retreats a year a couple of live events uh, and then my VIP days, which will, which I would like to get to getting at least two people, two to three people a month out here to Key Biscayne, Florida, and um, that's that's where I see my coaching practice, and then really my other companies, i really built those up to um, a point where I have people right now that are working for me in New York as we speak. I have a crew in New York that that facilitates work where my company was first originated from, and then I have people here in Miami that the same as well. So I've been able to build that business out. That it's not self-efficient, but but I don't always have to be in the field to work it. I have really good people um, who uh, um, take care of business when I'm not there. So I continually see that growing and expanding, um, but me really being more involved um, uh, on a deeper level with my coaching practice.
1: Now that is really great and uh, sounds like you've really thought out your uh, strategy and plan there and really what I'm also hearing is the impact that you're making with your coaching practice and business and helping people uh, live a life that they truly love and desire. So switching gears here to the next section and I will probably won't get through all of this. This is a rapid fire round and I would, uh, it's a bunch of fun questions and it's the first response that comes to your mind, Paul. So are you ready?
2: I am ready. Let's do this.
1: Okay, so the first question for you is, whose brain would you like to pick?
2: Whose brain? You know, I I would have loved to go back and pick Tesla's brain back in the day.
1: Mm. The next question, uh, what color describes you best?
2: I would say blue.
1: Mm. The five most important things in life, according to you.
2: I'm sorry, what was the question again? Uh,
1: The five most important things in life.
2: More, uh, most important most important thing in life to find to me is just is just learning to love yourself and 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 have the most incredible relationship with you
1: great and then uh, if you could ask God one question what would it be
2: one question what would I ask God um hmm that's a really good question let's see what would I ask God um <laughs> he, stumped on, stump he, he stumped me on that one. I, I, I guess because I've asked, I asked him so many questions. I guess, I guess, I had to think about that one. What would I ask God? Um, I would ask God, uh, what is the, what are the lottery numbers for for the next <laughs> Mega Lotto?
1: Fair enough. <laughs> the next next two hundred million dollar Mega Lotto. All right. Let me know if you find out. Okay. okay. <laughs> And then the final question is uh, if you could have any message of your choice on a billboard, what would that be?
2: Um, that would be uh, live to die rather than die to live.
1: Great. Excellent. And then uh, that's it. that wraps up our rapid fire round. And then we'll get into like I have three last questions for you. And that is the first one being. Uh, how can people find out more about you, your work? Uh, are you on social media? And any uh, any current personal or business passion project that you would like to share with our audience?
2: Yeah, super. Thanks for thanks for uh, asking. And and uh, yeah, they can find me on, on Facebook, Paul M. Sikalski, and I think you spell that out for them, right?
1: Yeah. Well, and
2: okay. uh, they can go to they can go to my Facebook page. Also, they can go to my my website, which is uh and we have a couple of free videos up there if you opt in, and there's also, if you're interested from there, you could you could get on a strategy call, and and we can see if we can help you out with some questions you might have around your business or your personal life. Uh, so that's how you can reach me. That's the best way. Or you could email me if you wish to do that at, at uh, paul at paulsikalski.com. And we are currently working on, um, I have a, a retreat coming up um, next weekend, March 17th and 18th here in Paradise. Uh, called how to build the most incredible relationship with you and so it's uh, it's i'm really excited for that and um it's the first kickoff we had a, a live event here two years ago which is which was a success a little bit bigger crowd but this is a very intimate group and this is something that i've wanted to do for a while i just haven't had the time to put it together so really excited about that but that's that's the next thing that that's coming up for us
1: no that's great and we'll include all those uh, links in our show notes uh, so that people can find out more about it And uh, the next question is, what are three things you're grateful for in life, Paul?
2: I'm grateful for my family, first and foremost, my parents that brought me into this world. And really, all my relationships, all my experiences uh, that have uh, taught me what I am today. And then lastly, um, the incredible support of friends and loved ones in my life. Uh, It's just just beautiful.
1: That's great. And uh, so I just want to acknowledge you uh, for a couple of things. One is I felt you the most really uh, during a conversation is, you know, when you shared your story about how family is so important to you and authenticity and self-love is so important to you. And, and I think uh, as a result of that, uh, you know, you've started and created businesses and you've impacted lives and continue to impact lives through your programs and through your coaching and services. I mean, that's, Uh, that's something that, uh, you know, we need more people like you walking this planet uh, to uh, really inspire all of us here. So thank you for doing what you do.
2: I appreciate it. And thank you for letting me share it with you and your audience.
1: Absolutely. And uh, one final question, and this is how we wrap up all our interviews. And that is, why do you think people should listen to the wisdom of friends?
2: I believe that they should listen to the wisdom of friends because there is not one day There's not one day that will ever go by where there's something that you can't learn. And it could be that one thing, that one centimeter off from getting you to the next level of your life in whatever area that is.
1: Oh, great. Uh, Thank you again for that. And I really appreciated our conversation. And for those of us who are listening, with that, we'll wrap it up. And if you like what you heard, please share. Don't be shy.
0: Thanks for listening to the Wisdom of Friends show with Cal If you enjoyed today's show, head over to wisdomoffriends.net to join the conversation. Access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. We hope you'll pass along our web address, wisdomoffriends.net, to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous episodes and subscribe on iTunes, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank Thank you. you. This has been a Seven Symphonies production. And join us next time for another edition of The Wisdom of Friends.